0: What's up, and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I am joined by the new
1: face of video games, Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Do you you smell that, Tim? Oh, I do, Bless. It's the smell of smoke, but also the smell of... Review season,
0: the never-ending review season 3.0. I'd say this is this month alone, this oh yeah. year alone. Well, it's just continuing. It's it coming. Never stops.
1: It's coming in two waves, according to Blessing's super fun game release mm-hmm. calendar. Where wave one starts this week. Uh, we actually it actually starts today. Sorry, a day early. Where uh, we got in our codes for Horizon Forbidden West, the DLC, Ooh, Burning Shores. Cool. And so I got that downloading on my PS5 right now. I'm excited about it. But of course, we also have um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor that's coming out April 28th, and then Redfall, and then of course the finale of this. First wave, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. And then wave man. two is in June, right? When I look at the calendar, right? You're talking about Street Fighter, you're talking about Diablo. We're talking about Goodbye, Volcano High, Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to play some some games. I've been on video game sabbatical yeah. for the last I month. like
0: that. That's good for you. You need Thank you. you need a little break before the storm that is that is approaching. Exactly. I, I am at the point that I'm dreaming about Zelda. Oh yeah? I just I keep hearing the music and I wake
1: up and I'm just like, is it May yet? It's not quite, but we're almost there. We're almost there. I've sent out the text to my friends, and I've been like, "Hey, want to hang of, out? If you want to hang out, hang out with me, me now." Like month the month of May and the month of June, I'm gonna be unavailable. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be hard to get a, get a hold of.
0: So, Horizon DLC, mm-hmm. you you obviously played Forbidden West, and then there was the, um, P- the PSVR2 game. game that you just played. Are you excited to get back into that world
1: right after the VR experience? Weirdly enough, I, I'm like medium excited and that has nothing to do with the vr game right like the vr game feels like an entirely separate thing and i guess i am just coming out of a horizon world which i'm sure is doing a little bit uh, to, uh, to me but i'm just not i'm not a big dlc person like i'm not somebody who likes to come back to the same game after a year after completing it and then just playing more content because like I didn't, I didn't even complete Horizon in terms of all the side quests and all the side stuff in the game. And so I f- if I really wanted more content, I'll just play that side stuff. But I do like the idea of more story. I do like the idea of new characters introduced. I saw a little bit of the trailers. I've been trying not to watch too much because I want to be surprised. But like, I've seen some of the new stuff, and it looks pretty cool. I saw one clip on Twitter that literally made my jaw drop. Really? Just the scale of what... Uh, this boss fight i was like
0: holy
1: crap oh yeah well that gets that gets me excited but yeah i'm usually not a dlc person and like i i think i think what honestly is doing it the most for me is i'm so excited for jedi survivor and i just want to play jedi survivor and like i'm in the mood for that kind of game i'm in the mood for a melee combat souls like i was watching some clips of andy playing it on twitch and like even seeing him fight against one of the uh, fighting i think it was the night sister or whatever doing the, the lightsaber boss fights i'm like dude this looks this is exactly what i need right now this is the kind of game i want to play but i got horizon deals <laughs> so i'm gonna play this instead and i'm gonna have fun with it but <sighs> you are yeah i'm i'm medium excited
0: short weeks but today We have some new stories to talk about, Bless, including Dead Island 2 Review Roundup, a Nintendo Indie World Showcase tomorrow, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday at 10 a.m. Live right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We come at you live with all of the video game news that you need to know. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong. by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com, You could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily. And we will be right there for you. If you want to be part of the show, you can head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash funny will get you the show ad-free, plus a whole bevy of bonus content, including new episodes of Kind of Feudy, of um, the shit list, which is always good. Yeah. Uh, Gregway's daily, like so much great stuff. Patreon.com slash of funny. little housekeeping for you. Our Dead Island 2 review is up right Right now, as a kind of funny games cast over in all the usual spots, uh, Barrett's next video essay that is uh being made thanks to your support over on Patreon back in October when we launched the Spare Bedroom, kind of funny studios, um, is coming up May or April 19th at 2 p.m. That is tomorrow. We're gonna get a, a full video essay breakdown using the whole set, doing the whole thing. It's a kind of funny special presentation of why Barrett thinks that uh Jedi Fallen Order kicks ass right in time. For survivor to get that hype going oh my god i couldn't be more hype it's gonna be good it's gonna be good and also we're trying something new with youtube super chats on kind of funny games daily uh only on the youtube and the live stream there's going to be a 30 minute post show uh where snowbike mike comes in to talk us kind of funny games daily hosts about your super chat questions about new stories during the the show whatever video game stuff you want to talk about even if it's not video games throw it at us we'll respond to you and have a great time uh thank you to the rp Thank you to our Patreon producers, Tripod Plus Plus and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> <Seven> <laughs> new stories today. A
2: baker's dozen.
0: Gotta love it. Story number one: Dead Island 2 review roundup. Currently sitting. At a 75 on Metacritic and a 73 on Open Critic, I am a little surprised by this, but very, very happy. Good job, guys! Good good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff here. Northup at IGN gave it a seven out of ten, saying. Dead Island 2 is a hysterical Los Angeles-infused satire that does most things well enough but feels like a stroll down the walk of fame of celebrated zombie games I've already played without adding many new ideas of its own. In fact, aside from the stellar comedy bits, I can think of very few things that Dead Island 2 does better than last year's Dying Light 2. Still, if you've ever wanted to put your Wolverine claws straight through a zombie's face or knock someone's head off with a golf club, Dead Island 2's got you. It's blood-soaked melee combat and memorable characters are are, are a lot of fun especially when accompanied by friends and co-op multiplayer. The somewhat generic crafting weapons and upgrading your skills as you lay waste to armies of spray tanned undead is entertaining enough on its own, but the strong writing and completely irreverent tone are the true stars of the show. Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer gave it a 7.75 out of 10. With Dead Island 2 behind me, I'm thrilled Dan Buster Studios could take something we first learned about way back in 2014 and successfully bring it across the finish line with its own take on the series vision. Dead Island 2 plays, looks, and sounds like a B-movie horror comedy from the 90s, and the team leans into that full bore with its systems. At the core of this game is zombie destruction, and Dead Island 2 features both plenty of systems and uh, with which to engage in and plenty of zombies to destroy. Its serviceable story does just enough to move Slayers across Los Angeles' postcard locations at a brisk pace, and I appreciate how much side content is available within them to keep each visit entertaining. Mark Delaney at GameSpot gives it a 7 out of 10, saying its deep melee combat systems and rich setting make it a better game than the original, which is maybe the most important thing I can say about it after everything it's been through. And then Greg Miller from Kind of Funny says,
2: what does Greg Miller say? I don't know if you're going to watch the TikTok or whatever. If no, that's it. all hey, you. We live, blessing. baby. You? I'm live. What's up, Kind of Funny Games Daily? It's me, Greg Miller. Uh, I said on the Kind of Funny scale, three out of five, not to be confused with a three out of ten. Uh, I gave it an okay over on the Games Cast, available right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. Um, and these reviews echo that, with the exception of where everybody's like, It's hilarious. Uh, me and Mike don't know what game they were playing because we, <laughs> like, I I wish there was humor that, like, permeated this game that actually spoke out. Uh, I found the story to be incredibly forgettable. Uh, like I said, in I see the, the, you know, the conversation about it being a B-movie thing, right? Like, it's the traditional zombie slash horror schlock story, I think, right, of just, like... You're running through. You're doing these things. Here's a bunch of characters in, you know, L.A. I wish they had gone harder with the parody of L.A. I wish they had gone harder with the humor. I think it would have given it some personality rather than just be this in terms of a narrative middling thing about like, all right, cool. Here we're in L.A., but we're not really making great use of it. Right. Like uh, we're talking about burning shores. You just got your code. We just you're installing yours. I'm a few minutes in over at my desk. And already I'm like, man, like they're L.A. Just even on the near, the, <laughs> the initial fly and I'm like, oh, there's the Capitol Records building. Oh, there's the Hollywood sign. Like, this is a cooler version of L.A. than even theirs was, which was, like, a sun-splotched zombie attack L.A., whatever. But overall, what I go back to, and I talk about a lot in the uh, review, right, is, like, 3 out of 10 is okay on our scale, and that's what this game is. It's an okay video game. I really enjoyed myself with it. I had a lot, I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I want to eventually get back and platinum it. Wow. As move on to different reviews and stuff. Well, I've already put in so much work. I'm pretty close. That's already. just wild
0: that you – I would have never believed Greg Miller would want a platinum Dead Island two in twenty twenty three. He
2: wanted a platinum Dead Island one in twenty eleven, but of course, if memory serves, they uh, I had to review it reviewed on three sixty, and then Riptide had a game breaking bug at the end. I had everything but the last collectible, and the last collectible triggered on me or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they ever patched it. I've thought about honestly during this review, I thought about putting my PS three back in and seeing if oh I my, sold my save or whatever because <laughs> I'm that kind of psycho. Greg, uh, did
0: you review Dead Island Riptide at IGN? I did. Did you review Dead Island one at IGN? I did. <laughs>
2: i'm old i put that up if, you, if kevin has a chance to jump to my twitter i put up the dr manhattan meme of it's 2011 i'm i'm 28 years old i'm reviewing dead island of 2012 anyway. that's great uh yeah so i've been around the block with dead island and this is dead island one in a 2023 setting they don't it's the same zombies in a lot of instances they don't push a lot of it forward but it is still fun to run around and chop zombies up but i wouldn't look for anything beyond that
0: yeah is dead island three does it happen do you you're want talking it? about
2: there we had a conversation on the games cast thank you Kevin we had that conversation on the games cast and I think that they aren't going to let this IP go I think there is a there's juice to it and I do think that what I hope the takeaway from these reviews are and what we talked about in the games cast is that of course two different developers were removed from this project before it ended up with Dan mm-hmm. Buster and I think Dan Buster got the note from Deep Silver Make Dead Island again. Make a safe Dead Island. Make a Force Awakens Dead Island. Just make Dead Island for these systems. And I would hope that as they see these scores, they go, okay, now let's experiment. Let's whatever the other two studios were doing. I'm assuming there wasn't incompetence. It was just like too grand or too different or whatever. Let's experiment with that and see what we make from there. And I think you could get a Dead Island 3 from that.
1: Did the scores surprise you, like specifically the Metacritic and the Open Critic. Right, we're talking about 75 on uh, Metacritic, uh, on Open Critic, talking about 73. We're talking about a 7.75 f- from Game Informer. And I forget what Mike said exactly, but he was like, In this game, like the, if- some lunatics or whatever are gonna give it an eight, yeah, like yeah. some knuckleheads are gonna give it a, yeah. an eight. I'm seeing the Metacritic. Does that like I thought the Metacritic would be lower? I, yeah. I thought
2: I, I did think we'd be getting from it, I thought you might get it harder from an IGN or a GameSpot or whatever. Because again, like it's a fun game. And I enjoy this game, and I want to play more of this game, but I do find it to be pretty unremarkable. And like they've talked about it in the reviews here, right? Like, it is well-worn territory, what you're doing in here. Dying Light 2 is a better game that's more diverse, more vertical. It just depends what you want from it. And I do enjoy questing and just getting things and upgrading my weapons and beating things up, and that's what this game is, which is all well and good. And again, it loads quickly. It doesn't crash all the time like Dead Island did. I didn't run into game-breaking bugs like other Dead Islands have in the past. Like... It's a it's a good game. It's fun. It's okay game on our scale. It's a fun game to play. It's a good game according to IGN. But I thought, yeah, like. I thought we'd be a little bit lower than 7... What is the Open Critic? It's 75. Seven, seven, 75, five, on yeah. Metacritic. I thought we'd be a little bit lower than that. I'm sure as more come in, we will as well. But About how much time did you put into it? I did about 20 hours uh, when I rolled credits. I did some side stuff here and there, and now obviously I'm doubling back for a ton of the side stuff because one of the, them called out, like... You know, Mike, in his review uh, on the Gamescast, talked a little bit about, like, oh, man, like, you know, the story moves really quick. It's 24 missions, so you can finish... I think at night one, he was at 11 missions done or oh, 12 wow. missions done or whatever. I didn't have that experience where i was i think exploring a bit more and going a bit more off the beaten path and like really you know going through every cabinet everything Mm -hmm. every collectible i could find uh and now that i'm there it's something like pretty flat 35 exactly exactly laying the groundwork Mm -hmm. uh 35 side missions and or 33 maybe i don't know i talk about it in the games cast but 30 plus side missions and i'm only like seven or ten through those so there's a lot more to do cool yep but Congrats, now we we got Horizon Burning do. Shore. We got a Redacted up, code Craig. coming in. It's review season everybody. Oh, it's review up, season. Man. Redact me up I'm everywhere. I'm so excited for Redacted. Me
0: too. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it whatever is. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many exciting games coming out that it, I'm just at the point that like whatever comes through it's probably going to be.
1: Oh wait, I got a little like I got I got a game plan and I don't I don't know how well I'm going to be able to stick to this game plan cuz as, as I was as I was telling you, right? Like I've told my friends you know don't don't come for me right mm. don't come looking for me nah, in the month dude. of may and the month of june i'm gone mm. i'm off i'm off the 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 radar mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you're not going to find me if you're trying to text me you're going to get bounced back my phone's going to be off uh cuz like i'm you're talking about four different games that are coming out in the next few weeks if redfall doesn't get delayed right which at this point we're far along enough where it's like i don't think that game's going to get delayed and so like how am I going to make time for Horizon, Jedi Redfall and Zelda, right? Let alone the smaller games. Like I know you're looking forward to Last Case of Benedict Fox. I am. Man. That's coming out on April 27th, right? Yeah. That's like 7 days away about. Oh no, no, no. That's like 9 days away. But like that's, that's scary. <laughs> that's soon, right? Yeah. Like are you going to be able to play that? There's this game called Ravenlock that looks pretty cool that I want to check out that like is coming out to on um, Xbox and Xbox Game Pass and that one was at the Xbox Game Showcase last year. It looks like a cool little Fantasy action game with like voxel um, graphics and stuff. That yeah. like, if this wasn't shout a- out to voxel, shout out to voxel. I feel yeah, like we don't I mean, we don't get voxels enough.
0: I want to see a few I more think, games I, these Voxels. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the great use of voxels in the Mario movie. With yeah. the world map
1: oh, situation yeah, yeah. going on. But yeah, just shout out to the word yeah, map. Like, shout out fun. to Resogun. Like Rezzelgun was the thing that put me onto Voxels. Mm. I was like, damn, voxels are wild. Um, but yeah, like you got those. Uh, <laughs> Lego 2K Drive is coming out May 19th, and I'm all about Lego 2K Drive. Like, I'm very excited for that game. Video games are happening. They're and happening. And I don't know how I'm gonna play them all, but I want us. to.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just trying to keep it keep it chill. I'm trying to not get overwhelmed and stressed out. Cause that's when what I hate most about video games mm-hmm. is when I start feeling like I have to do it. And then it starts adding on top of each other. Like, I was getting a little antsy during the Dead Space Metroid Prime, um, hi fi rush Mm. era where I was like, uh oh, uh oh. And I, I I just, I need, I know this about myself, and I said this on camera, so I need you guys to hold me accountable. I need to just stick to a game until I finish it before bouncing around because I just get overly stressed when I I play two hours of Metroid and then two hours of Dead Space the next day, and then two. It's like, I need to just do finish the thing. I need I, to finish I, Jedi Survivor before Zelda.
1: Plus. <laughs> I I think you will. You I just got to lock it. in. You just mm, got to lock in. Gotta lock again, in. just clear your schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my, my like, uh, f- during my video game sabbatical, Tim, mm-hmm. I was out on the streets. Oh, yeah. I was I was I was out. Saying hi, shaking hands. I was, I was shaking hands. I was doing all that stuff. I was at bars, drinking. I was hanging out with friends. I was doing all these things. I went to a musical. <laughs> Many of them. I went to a Sabrina Carpenter concert on West Saturday. East. Yeah. I've been out and about, Tim no more of that yeah I'm so- locking in I'm locking my doors I'm playing some fucking video games Tim yeah, man let us know in the comments below
0: what you're locking into video games or otherwise story number two Nintendo Indie World Showcase announced for tomorrow in case you needed more games mm-hmm. um join us tomorrow April 19th at 9 a.m Pacific for a new Indie World Showcase tune in for roughly 20 minutes of reveals announcements and updates on indie games for the Nintendo Switch um bless Tim
1: what? Is it happening? What, what, what is it? What is Dude, it? No. no, it's not happening. No. Hollow Knight Silk Song is out no, there. No, no, I mean, hey, it's got to happen somewhere. It's not going to happen in a Nintendo Indie World showcase. It like, definitely could. It's Hollow Knight Silk Song is elevated to Jeff keighley stage at this point. Like, that has to appear at a proper Nintendo Direct or a Jeff keighley stage or something bigger. Like, I feel like that. Where did we last get that? We got that at Xbox's um, E3 showcase. Xbox showcase. Year. But I'm
0: pretty sure before that, we got it at a Nintendo Indie World. Back check me on that; you're wrong. But I'm pretty sure the like one of the first times we saw the game was either mm. at a Nintendo Direct or an Indie
1: World. But I think even since then,
0: it, hype for it has elevated.
1: A thousand percent agree with
0: you. I, yeah. I, I think that this this is a a one of the smaller platforms uh, for stages, I guess. Yeah. For Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Having said that, I do think that there is a respect and understanding, and kind of being the biggest guy in a small pond. It's still great. For sure. And like in, in WWE, there's NXT. And sometimes the big WWE guys will go back to NXT and like be the champion for a while just to mm-hmm. kind of like be like, no, 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 NXT is also important. I can see them wanting to do that for Indie World, whether it's Nintendo or Hollow Knight team being yeah. like, hey, we're, we're the big dogs of the Indie World.
1: For sure. Like this is in a grant clout either which way, right? Mm-hmm. Like Hollow Knight for being the big dog or the Nintendo Indie World, right? For having something like Hollow Knight. Um, it's fun looking back and seeing what the history of Nintendo Indie Worlds have been, because they're generally pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like you're getting some 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 gems, whether it's fun surprises of games that you didn't know about before, and you're getting the um, the reveal of them, and you're like, oh, man, this looks like something that I would love to play. This looks like something that's pretty cool, or an update on something that you have been looking forward to that might not have um, been updated for a while, in the case of Sports Story, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in the case of Sports Story, that game came out it wasn't what we wanted it to be, but it was still exciting seeing it there, and I'm looking at the um, list of games that were announced at, I believe, the, the uh, most recent Indie World in November 2022. And you're talking about Sports Story being announced for December, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 coming to Switch, this game called Pepper Grinder from Devolver Digital that has a pretty cool trailer. And, like, I think I might have missed this Indie World because I went and watched the trailer for Pepper Grinder um, this morning, and I was like, dude, this looks really cool. I've not seen this before. And so, like, l- yeah, looking through, you get some pretty cool announcements. Have a nice death, uh, which is a game I've heard really good things about, right? Fun Rogue light where you're playing as the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Um, Dora Done, which looks pretty cool. A Space for the Unbound, which I've heard excellent things about. Once Upon a a Jester. Um, Desta, Memories Between, which that was the dodgeball strategy game that we played at Summer Game Fest, which looks super rad. Yeah, Uh, Goodbye World, which is like a cool uh, game with an art style. It's like a narrative game about um, the struggles to develop a video game aka uh blanc um i really enjoyed yeah and like i mean even even if i stop there like venba is also on this list even if i stop there it's like yeah, oh it, that's a really exciting showcase right there of yeah. indie games i think that's the level you're looking for um you're looking forward to when you're talking about nintendo indie world and i think that paints a really cool picture of what could we see there for me like if i'm wondering things that i if i'm thinking about things that i want to see where has metal slug tactics been and is that is that that's announced an excellent for the question and i don't think that'd be an indie world you don't think so because that's not indie i guess you're right you know yeah it has indie
0: vibes to yeah it. <laughs> it does um but and i mean you know, maybe i could see them somehow swinging it like again it's nintendo they make their own fucking rules and those rules are weird that's is it wait you, is it not yeah. indie mental slug tactic is it i don't know i mean imagine that's neo geo's related
1: right i mean it, it must be but like i'm looking it up and the publisher is uh Dotemu. Dotemu? Dot I never figured out how to, yeah. how to um, pronounce that. Temu. Which they've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Streets of Rage 4, and Windjammers 2. And it's being developed by uh, Lakira Studio, which I'm not familiar with Lakira Studio, but they look to be an indie SMK, studio. SNK is
0: not an indie studio, but I think that, like. It, For sure. Depending on how you want it, like. I, 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 I would be surprised that. if Windjammers would make it an indie world, so it's like. They making their own rules. They're playing fast and loose. Like, it is what it is. Um, and we've seen Nintendo's indie showcases evolve over the last decade where Indie World seems to be a branding that has stuck for, stuck, mm-hmm. stuck, uh, for the last couple of years. And um, I do think it has an identity to itself that, like, we know what we're about to get from it. And, like, I feel like that's going to be a lot of quality games that we look at, like, back-to-back and go, hey, that looks nice. That looks cool. I Oh, Joey would like that. Andy would like yeah. that. It's like, they have a great um, kind of sense of understanding of what Nintendo indies are. And like I feel like it, it's like these are games you're going to play on the Switch. You're going to like them a lot. They're going to be comfy. It's just going to be a good time. But every once in a while, we get something like Hyrule, uh, Cadence Cadence of of Hyrule. Hyrule which is like a fun surprise, right? Um, so adding that to the potential of Hollow Knight, which, again, I, I don't expect to see it tomorrow. I'm just saying I don't think people should think it's impossible to be there tomorrow.
1: Oh, man. I, I, I think it's impossible. I to want see to know tomorrow. where we've seen it
0: before because I am like I saw someone in the chat. I think it was Alex G saying that um, before we saw um, the, the Xbox thing last year with Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. we saw it at a Nintendo treehouse. Oh, really?
1: So it's like – which I know things have changed – but is that also just in our heads? <laughs> somebody, somebody in chat says Hades too, which I'm like that. You are that's, That is way beyond what you would see at a Nintendo in your world. And also Hades, since the origin of Hades
0: one has been a Keeley thing.
1: Yeah, I mean so that's a good call. I, I feel like that's that's going to be there. Um, but I, I also think that paints the picture of like, what does indie really mean? Because of course Hades is indie, right? Like super Super Giant is like the other people aren't publishing those games; mm-hmm. they're doing that by themselves, right? But like. Hades 2 has the name recognition of a triple AIP, and that, I think that would be something that would appear at, like, yeah, a thing or at a bigger showcase. Which it has. Which it has, yeah. Um, and, like, I'm go, going back to, to Metal Slug Tactics, right? Like, even though that is SNK, even though technically not indie, I think the term indie has Hold on, fluctuated bud. so much. Hold What's on. Up? What's up? Bander
0: SN. Hades' full release was revealed in an indie world.
1: Interesting. Oh, yeah, because that came thickens everybody. Well, you're not going to see Hades 2, though. Like, Hades 1, I understand, because that's super giant before Hades. Super giant after Hades 1. They're feeling themselves. <laughs> they're feeling themselves. Yeah. Like, if I'm super giant, I'm like, Man, yeah, put this as your one more thing at a fucking PlayStation showcase. Like, you are going to put me on the biggest stage possible for this thing, because Hades, one of the biggest games of that year. Stage possible?
0: Oh, on God. The stage of the Shrine Theater in front <laughs> in of, of 7,000
1: screaming fans. Yeah. Can you imagine? But yeah, another one I'll throw in there: uh, Skate Story. Where is it? That's, I believe, a Devolver joint, if I remember correctly. And so, like, maybe you'd see it at a Devolver thing. But Is that coming to Switch, though? No, but I think if... I, oh, maybe it, it could. was. Yeah, yeah, if it was coming to Switch, you would talk about it at an indie world. That's the thing where I try to look at games that have been announced for PC and go... Which one of these could fit on Switch? Because, of course, Switch is one of the premier indie platforms, right? At least it has been. And, you know, when you talk to developers, ask them, hey, what platforms is this coming to? If they're only able to list one or two platforms because the reality of development is that you're not able to make make your game for everything all the time because that's a lot of work, Switch is usually the one of the first ones to come up when you're talking about consoles because... Switch has that um, attachment rate when it comes to buying indies, right? People who own the Switch are going to buy indie, indie games. And then you might talk about Xbox if your game is on Xbox Game Pass and then PlayStation. Maybe if you're able to get a PlayStation Indies deal or whatever. But Switch comes up so often. Um, and so, yeah, I look to something like Skate Story and wonder, could that come to Switch? Is, it, could it appear at an indie showcase because that game looks so cool? And then something like, uh, I talked about this on PS Love You recently. There's this game, Fallen Aces, that is this first-person action game is this uh, gritty crime thriller that looks really cool that has this like first person uh again first person action um perspective but like the art is 2d and it looks super rad uh games like that i'm down to see but is there anything for you that you're like i want this to appear tomorrow um i mean we're talking a lot of cool you you bring up skate story gets me like stupidly excited i don't think it's (laughs)
0: going to be there but like oh i love that but i do like that we're at a point with indies that There are now like kind of the tiers and levels of what to expect where we know we're going to get a bunch of games we've never heard of. Mm -hmm. We know we're going to get some games potentially from um, studios we know. We're like, oh, we're getting a follow-up project. That's exciting. And now there's like kind of more triple-I things. Like there's these like games that we're excited to see more of. We're excited to see sequels announced. Like Hades 2 being a great example. Like Hollow Knight, we're excited for seeing more of Silksong on the level that we are of like a a Final Fantasy or something like that. You know? So like that's a big deal. Something that I've been tinkering on, I'm trying to figure out here, Bless, I need your help on it. I think a great way for us to hypothesize what might be shown tomorrow Mm -hmm. is for us to take a step back to last month Mm. when me and you were at a hotel room. (laughs) What hotel room were we in? (laughs) In San Francisco. Oh playing some Nintendo yes. indie games. I forgot about <laughs> that. GDC. That's a really good call. Because whatever was there, I imagine we'll get updates. There was a yeah. lot of unanswered questions there. As far as I remember, Gumbrella doesn't have a release date. That would be a oh, great place. Yeah. To That's a really do that. good call. Yeah. That's a
1: really good call for Gumbrella to what else to did we, we
0: see there? And um, also okay. another question, the thing that I, I don't remember because we were there. Mm-hmm. Was there an indie world coinciding with it? I don't think so. No. So I think this is going to be the that indie, indie world. world that kind of like Shows those games. So Mage Seeker.
1: Yeah, Mage Seeker Riot. was there. And I, f- Mage Seeker comes out today or tomorrow. So, like, it would yeah, make a lot of sense like to a, have mm-hmm. a trailer and be like, and it's out now. Um, have a Nice Death was there, but that game came out yeah. um, already. Um, What's the game I played? Hold on. Where's my phone? I put it in my notes app.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because it was just a month ago, but it feels like so, so damn long. Um, but anyways, the Gunbrella, I think, is the big one that I'm I'm hoping we get. I'll release date for tomorrow.
1: Is this it, or is this a restaurant I wrote down? I can't remember. Hold on.
0: Bless is looking while I'm also looking.
1: Okay, no, this is a game called Nyad um, that I played there. It's a pop agenda joint. It's developed by um, High Warp, and it's this like, weird top-down kind of like experiential indie game where you're swimming in this pond and you're reuniting uh, d- baby ducklings to their mud- <laughs> mother ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the game has a really cool art style. It looks really cool. It reminds me of like more of a like a like a flow. Like um what's the name of the studio that j- did Journey? That game company. That game company. It reminds reminds me of like an early that game company kind of game where mm. it's very much hey, you're here to chill. Like you're playing this video game for the vibe. I hated Flow, bro. I'm I, Listen, I hated Flower. I fucking hate you. I love Flower. <laughs> Flower's the I, best thing I've, ever. I've always, like... I don't know what it is about uh, that Game Company Games that, like... I how, maybe I'm emotionless. Maybe that's it. Like, it, they just don't hit for me. Oh, my God. Flower...
0: Is one of my favorite experiences. Really? I fucking love that game, dude. Damn. Get, did you beat it?
1: I did beat it. It's so. Guess what? so good, guess what? guess what? Global warming. You know we're fucking up the planet. Guess what? Cool. Guess I knew what? that already. <laughs> hey get, man, I don't <laughs> use a video game to tell me that we're fucking up the planet. <laughs> but yeah, oh, on the man. on the Steam store page for Niad, right? It writes: uh, immerse yourself in a relaxing, minimalist, and colorful exploration and adventure. Flow with Nyad across a mysterious river and interact with its uh, fauna and flora to discover little secrets enjoy a wholesome experience with an original and dreamy visual style listen if you like flower let me tell you tim you should play some nyad yeah yeah i'm sure you're gonna love it well well maybe we'll
0: see it tomorrow uh charles jacobson writes in with a question about this saying hey tim bless nintendo has an indie showcase tomorrow and i want to hear what you hope to see Silk Song date another indie collab like cadence of hyrule a hidden gem from the past jared petty knows everything about sincerely yours charles jacobson
1: you talked about all this but like i want to focus in on the nintendo me indie too. collab part that's the
0: part I, the reason i want to read Do you think question. we could get another one of those yes and i feel like we should and i wish we got more when nintendo collabs with others it is often very interesting um results mm-hmm. getting cadence of hyrule on the indie side super fucking awesome like super fun game and such a uh out of nowhere decision that like i would have never seen coming it reminds me back in the gamecube era of like Nintendo partnering up with Sega or Capcom like partnering with Sega to do F-Zero or partnering with Capcom um to do um what was it Star Fox uh, assault oh, yeah. and um on the Game Boy side uh, the Zelda Minish Cap and Oracle of Seasons and Ages like it's just, there's so much creativity in the industry and Nintendo has so many like illustrious IP and characters and, and games and formats and genres like it's Nintendo right everyone has grown up revering this so to allow these people that have the resources to have fun and, and just go all out is great mm. the indie sides in a whole other experimental ball game there so getting something like cadence is like whoa this is rad do you have anything that you're like i want to see it or is it more just like i just want to see something
1: that i can't even think of right now i mean we talk about you know, we know there's not a mario game announced yet for this year every year we get mario games it's been a while since we got a, a, a dope ass like big, big new mario let me say a few words tim cadence of mushroom kingdom i mean i'm fucking in (laughs) like i would would love love that so much yeah that that would would be be... so dope um and i would love i would love nintendo to go hard with mario this year right because they already are we Mm -hmm. got the the theme park we got the mario movie right now is the time to strike Mm -hmm. right right now is the time to go all the way in in on mario on the game side and so i'd like to see some kind of mario collaboration there a dream collaboration that's never going to happen but i would like I, I would explode if <laughs> i would spontaneously combust if this happened would be um if you gave uh earthbound to toby fox we got a toby fox earthbound game that would never happen but i would i would absolutely love it um and then yeah you say that would never happen like this is just too much of a slam dunk yeah <laughs> like it's too much of a like this would be the perfect decision that nintendo would never do it
0: toby fox composed music for pokemon scarlet and violet
1: yep and he composed, I think that game, uh, a Little Town Hero yeah. Game Freak. It's just like,
0: that is wild. Anything is possible, Bless. I mean, you're right. I'll, I hope that happens one day for you. I don't think it'll happen tomorrow. Yeah. But I hope it happens one day. And I, I
1: think that it might. I also think it, it could be cool to give a Wario Land to an, an indie developer. Yeah. I think that could be fun. I, I don't mean, know which one. We're overdue for uh, Wario maybe, Land. Maybe um, the Guacamelee developer. That'd be really good. I feel like they,
0: they'd make a really rad Wario Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... At this point, I would rather – I'd like a 2D Mario from anybody. Like, just give me a 2D <laughs> Mario. From
1: anybody. Yeah.
0: And I, I, like, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'd be even more excited about a uh, 2D Mario that's not made from the traditional teams because I feel like if we gave it to an indie, they'd get creative. And like, that's what I'm looking for is new art styles and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's getting a little crazy. Um, Anything's possible. Speaking of crazy. It's crazy. Crazy not being subscribed to patreon.com slash kind of funny because then you have to watch all the ads but if i I messed it up i was so good you're so good i was so good got in my head here's the ads shout out to rocket money for sponsoring this episode we all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you, you, you out there, money.com slash kind of funny that's rocket money.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny
1: Two. (laughs) (laughs) fucking barrett doesn't warn me that the ads are short i don't understand why it's so easy to be like hey just so you know the ads are two seconds short
0: i i go (laughs) I go from making an excellent segue and then just (laughs) flubbing the bag totally, right? Mm. We go into the ad. It's dead silent in the studio, and then all of a sudden, over the Kevin mic, we just hear a drill, (laughs) drill, which is the most Kevin sound possible. Like it is so comical, it's so (laughs) perfect that like I looked at Bless and I could see he didn't believe what he was hearing.
1: Guys, one of our uh, like ATM like little mini switchers that we use for gameplay. It's making a like really strong fan noise, so I've taken it apart. I've can you, taken it apart. Can you
0: show the, the people I the can't. sound?
1: Oh, the sound. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what we hear. That's the sound of Kevin Coelho, everybody. And then we get the countdown to the ad. Going back in five, four, three, two. We're just back. Got it. Kind of perfectly perfect. We're having Again, such a great time. it would be
1: time. so easy for someone to be give me a, hey, heads up, heads up. The ad is two seconds short. I've asked him. I've asked him, Story. I have any notes for Games Daily tomorrow?
0: Number three. <laughs> Frank O'Connor, Halo franchise director, has left Microsoft. This comes from Justin Carter at Game Developer. Wow, bless. This is wild. Uh, Frank O'Connor, another longtime veteran of Microsoft's Halo franchise, has departed 343 Industries. His LinkedIn shows that he's left the studio he helped found sometime this month. Microsoft confirmed to Axios' Steven Totillo that Frank O'Connor has left the company. Uh, In its brief statement, the Xbox maker thanked him for his numerous contributions to the Halo franchise and wished Frank well going forward. O'Connor has been with Halo ever since the shooter origi- the shooter series originated at Bungie, while at Bungie he was originally a community manager for the first 3 Halo games and its two spin-offs Reach and ODST. He later joined 343 as its director for the franchise. As franchise director, he helped build out the series from Halo 4 onwards. That included ensuring various games lined up with each other from a story standpoint and building out different parts of the universe as seen in expanded media like the show, which he executive produced, and books. This marks another high-profile developer leaving 343. Last week, Halo Infinite director uh, Joe Staten announced he was leaving Microsoft entirely, and he since joined Netflix Games. Other big names, uh, other big name leaves include studio founder Bonnie Ross, multiplayer director Tom French, and several more. Oh my goodness! Clean Cleaning it house. It's the end of an era in in so many ways. The end of the second era from Bungie all the way to 343. Like this is this is it and yeah. Frank leaving is like such a big deal because he was the face of the community for halo for the entire run and getting then getting the big bump up to director of kind of seeing everything over a three four three but back in the bungee days like he was the one that was like on the forums and like on the, the, the all the social media like at a time that social media didn't even really exist, he was kind of a name in the space. And like he would always do like weekly blog posts with like updates on Halo 2's development and like it was like a, a special moment in video game history. Do you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Mike knows what I'm talking about. Um he would always draw Master Chief. He has this little doodle called a Mr. Chief. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was oh, adorable. is that where that comes from? I've heard Mr. Chief. It is Mr. Wow. Chief. It's a it's a Frank situation. Um, So, yeah, man, this is uh, a lot of stories coming out about about this team leaving. I wonder what this is going to result in. What's 343 going to look like? What is the next Halo game? What's the next 343 game? Are those the same thing? Will there be one?
1: I don't know, Bless. Uh, Yesterday I I heard you guys talk about, and I forget if this was the main show or the post show, but it came up the idea of our video game studios. Does it make sense to look forward to projects from the same studios when video game projects take so long now that like oftentimes you see turnover and those same people that worked on the first game in a franchise aren't necessarily working on the second or third game um you're seeing a lot of turnover right now with 343 and correct me if i'm wrong 343 with the halo franchise hasn't really had a knockout hit that everybody agrees is the one they have not had a launch
0: hit Like master chief collection was a disaster at launch and then over time became something that the community really enjoyed um but yeah between four five like there's people that enjoy parts of each one but it's not a unanimous like oh they knocked out of the park and they did the damn thing Mm -hmm. uh and then of course you know what happened with infinite
1: so is there a case here where cleaning house reconfiguring 343 figuring out who the new leads are who's gonna take who's gonna take these spots like trying to shake things up is is there a case in which that is a good thing is there a case in which this is a hey we just gotta restart we gotta figure out a new vision for 343 if we're gonna continue on with halo being made by the studio absolutely Mm -hmm. I,
0: i do think that this is going to result eventually in being a good thing for both 343 and halo as a franchise um i get progressively more and more worried about halo as the days go on about I, I think we all know that Halo can never be what it used to be in terms of its it being a dominant force in the industry and one of the biggest franchises. Um, I think there's just been too many extreme fumbles and, and missteps uh, in order for that to ever like come back into prominence, as well as not being able to adapt quick enough to an evolving landscape of multiplayer shooters out there. Um, so with all that, I think that Halo can still really thrive if they focus on what specific things people love about halo because the characters there the story's there halo's fun as shit it is it feels good to shoot it feels good to drive it feels good to do all those things together if you come up with focused experiences that just deliver on that especially using something like game pass and like with a, just a, a better idea of like delivering content to people i think it could work i think there's a level of ambition that they've proven that they can't quite deliver on all fronts with right but I do think that the skill and talent is there. And there's a fun video game. And that, I think, is the most important part. There's a fun video game
1: there. Yeah. Dude, Halo Infinite at launch was some of the most fun I had in a video game that year, right? Especially a first-person shooter. Like, there's definitely something there in terms of how mechanically solid it it is and how fun the moment-to-moment gameplay is. And, like... You know, using the grappling hook mid-match, like swing around and get a, a shot on somebody. Like getting, like I'm em- em- emptying a clip and then getting my uh, my last melee hit on somebody Ooh, to knock them out. Good. I I'm I've never historically I've not been a Halo person, right? Halo's always been that game that my friends would would have and I'd go over to the house to play it and they they destroy me and I'm like this ain't fun. Why am I playing this, right? Halo Infinite was the one to really convince me, to, convince me and go, oh no, this is really fun. Like this is a fantastic time and really like the the place where they mainly flubbed was. The content and keeping up with it and trying to make a game that could live alongside the fortnite's apexes like the games that are the call of duties the games that are getting these updates and the games that are year-round right halo Infinite didn't feel like a game that could last year-round because they were not the battle pass wasn't it the content wasn't it right all that um i feel like if they're able to almost have their like their fortnite moment you know in a way where you know fortnite came out fortnite was dead on arrival, and then, boom, they added in this new mode, right? They added in Battle Royale, and now it's flourishing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I, like, I don't know if, they, if they've already given up on that for Halo Infinite, but, like, I could see that still being a thing, right? If, I know there are studios working on the Halo Battle Royale. Uh, Mike not if that's true. No, Mike nods. Yeah, there's a studio working on, like, the Halo Battle Royale. If that comes out, and if that's a hit, and maybe if you're able to get a flow going and reconfigure your... um ongoing content plan there you could have something i think halo has something special in the fact that it's a name that's been around and it's a name that when it comes to video games people recognize and are willing to boot up right Mm -hmm. like it's not an unknown ip it is xbox's somehow most popular ip still right because back in the day it was this dominant force and so you have you have this thing that you can still put new games out with and are going to play it regardless because it's Halo. I think that then lends to you a, hey, you kind of have unlimited shots with this. Like, mm-hmm. cool, this one didn't work. You give it another shot. Like, this is how many Halos has it been now where it's not been the one? Like, Halo hasn't hit. And we're still trying them out. We're still there at launch playing them. I'm sure whatever the next one is, is going to have the same thing in the first few weeks. The question is, is it going to carry people over into months and years of playing that game? We'll have to see. We will have to see. Still rooting for
0: you, Halo. Still rooting for you. Uh, Story number four, Playdate has sold over 50,000 units. This comes from Jordan Midler at BGC. Uh, Panic has announced that its Playdate handheld has sold over 50K, more than double what was forecast by the developer. Shout out to you, Playdate. Don't get them. Uh, 53,142 Playdates have been sold since the company opened pre-orders on July 29th, 2021. According to Panic, the company planned to manufacture 20,000 units, and it would go on to sell 20,000 units in one day. Uh, It's been a great year for Playdate, Project League Greg Malatek said in a statement. When we started, we had no idea how big the audience would be for a weird product like this, but we told the factory to build 20K. So now I've sold more than 53 K and counting is heartening. And this at a time when part shortages forced our delivery lead times out as much as a year as those lead times shorten and play date delivery becomes more immediate. We're looking forward to an even better year too. According to panic, the company has shipped 27 K of the pre-ordered units and is hard at work fulfilling the rest of the orders. There you go. Hell yeah. Yeah, We talked about this fantastic news. Like that is a demonstrable amount of um, copies sold compared to their, their forecast. And I'm very surprised by this, but I think that this is a good sign for the support of the system and we've seen even recently there's been some things that are like, oh that's actually kind of exciting like the celeste um uh, the port Pico the, stuff being yeah. uh, ported Pico Pico, it's Pico. Up to you um but yeah what, what do you think about this
1: I mean I think I think this is awesome and I think this answers some of our questions in terms of like how do they feel like it's going right like is this has this been the plan for a playdate we talked about recently how them upping their price? Makes us recoil a little bit, right? Because they increased the the price by like I think twenty dollars or so, and put it up to like I think it was two hundred dollars. Kind of funny dot com you're wrong. And for so many of us, right? I think the mainstream and like the wide gaming audience, you look at that and you're like, I'm not gonna pay <laughs> that much money for for it. But if they're looking to sell only like twenty thousand units, and yeah, like fifty thousand people are go, yeah, I'll pay two hundred dollars for that. Then boom, you got a success, right? It's about I, managing your expectation and, and making sure that. You have an audience that is going to support like you have an audience that's going to support um this platform in, in the limited way that you're looking at it and then you have developers making games for it that understand that's what they're making games for right like they're making a, a niche product here they're making something very unique they're putting out uh unique games for it and it's cool to see that it's working out for them in the way that they wanted to and so Absolutely. that's really awesome it really is you know what else is awesome bless what's that seeing a best
0: friendship Go down and chat right now. Uh, we have uh, Jorgen Veneray and Vincinerator. I just see them going back and forth throughout the entire show. They, they clearly just met. <laughs> They're talking about video games. Having a great time. It looks like uh, this is Jorgen's first time ever on Kind of Funny Games. So thank you oh, for snap. giving us a shot. Saw so us talking about um, Dead uh, Island 2 and want to see what was going on. And then him and Vince. And it seems like Vince uh, is... Uh, Coming back to kind of funny after a while. So welcome back. And uh, I just love. Now they're just
1: talking about Half-Life Alex. (laughs) It's just great, great,
0: man. Love the best friends out there. Uh, Story number five. Harry Potter competitive multiplayer game Quidditch Champions announced. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Warner Brothers Games loves to print money and has announced that Harry Potter Quidditch Champions for PC and unconfirmed console platforms. According to an FAQ on the game's website, it's a fast-paced competitive multiplayer game featuring the world's most iconic magical sport. Uh, It's billed as a complete standalone Quidditch experience that engages players in the sport of Quidditch and other broomstick adventures. (laughs) (laughs) alongside friends in in a competitive multiplayer uh, setting. The game will let users create and customize their own Quidditch players. It will require an internet connection, whether playing solo or as a team online. Uh, Quidditch Champions has been in development for several years at LA-based Unbroken Studios, which is also currently contributing to the console versions of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, a.k.a. SSKJL. Right, Mike? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Warner will hold limited playtests for Harry Potter Quidditch champions from April 21st to 22nd and players can register for a chance to participate. A release date has not been set.
1: I, this explains why you don't have Quidditch in the Harry Potter, uh, the Hogwarts Legacy 100%. game that just came out, right? Um, thought exercise for you. Did, did they say if this is free to play or not? I don't think they said, said, uh, said so. If, let's say, they put this out mm-hmm. for $40, mm-hmm. how many units do you think this is selling? I mean a lot, because right? like Hogwarts Legacy, I, I need I need to double check this, but I saw somewhere that like they sell two hundred and fifty percent more. <laughs> than, like you want to talk about like you know, like leaping over your project, projections, right? Your forecasts. Hogwarts Legacy is selling units mm-hmm. like that, that. thing is selling copies, and yeah, like for Warner Brothers to one see the success of Hogwarts Legacy because it's a huge IP, right? And go, hey, let's make more stuff we should we should be doubling down on this early like you know good business sense from them but yeah after seeing the actual numbers now for Howard's legacy you got to imagine that now they're like oh we made the right decision like whatever like whether it's free to play or whether it's um, a premium title that they put, they put out this thing is going to have a big player base this thing is going to sell a lot of copies thought mm-hmm. exercise for you here what else? else exercise me
0: i'm interested in this because I feel like what I'm about to say is a little against the traditional Tim stance on things. Mm -hmm. But my gut kind of tells me that this might fare even better if it was like a Hogwarts Legacy adjacent project. Like if it was DLC for it. If it was Mm -hmm. connected to Hogwarts in some way. Interesting. Because I feel like it just being... Like Hogwarts is now a proven quantity, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Whereas this kind of just feels like it's another video game. And just because... Uh, Jedi Fallen Order was great and people loved it didn't mean that Battlefront was Mm -hmm. you get what
1: I'm saying I get what you're talking about so I kind of feel like what what are what do you think I mean uh, well to to to, um, add some facts to what I was talking about right Uh, PlayStation lifestyle has here Hogwarts Legacy launch sales were 256% higher than expected which is wild um but yeah like I mean for me the idea of connecting it to hogwarts legacy especially this early on reminds me a little bit of ghost of shima legends and of course ghost of shima legends not as popular as hogwarts is but you know you had so many less people hopping into legends because it came out way after the fact of ghost of shima not even way after the fact it came out months after ghost of shima um and it was this free thing that you could play if you had the the proper game right but like that didn't get to live and breathe the way they wanted it to if you're putting out a quidditch game a multiplayer quidditch game. I would think that you would want to support it, you know, especially depending on the price structure. Like, let's say it's free to play. Let's Mm -hmm. say it's a free to play game. I think you would want it to. Yeah, you would want to give it like a battle pass. You would want to give it these free to play ongoing features. And I think if you're if you're doing that, connecting it to a single player thing that came out in like a year ago, right? Let's say this comes out in 2024. Yeah, that thing came out in 2023. I think you are then you're kind of hiding it, right? Like people people might come back for the update, like like DLC. But I also think if it's ongoing. Putting it out as, as its own thing is going to make it uh, – give it higher potential to retain a player base and actually live as a living, breathing thing as opposed to coming out being like, oh, it's DLC. People play it and then bounce out because they don't realize that it's meant to be this this ongoing thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I,
0: we'll, we'll definitely have to see where this goes, but there's something about this one that I, I don't know if it's going to
1: – I
0: feel like it might be more middling than – it's
1: not going to do as well as Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think so. But I also don't know if it's, if it's meant to, right? Yeah. Like Hogwarts Legacy, I think for them is probably even still like a, oh shit, we didn't realize how good, how good this, this thing was going to do. Um, a Quidditch like, and that's a Harry Potter RPG. Like so many people have asked mm-hmm. for a Harry Potter RPG, RPG all of their lives. We've gotten Quidditch games. Like uh, there's a Quidditch game on the PS2 that I remember watching the trailer for and being like, yo, this looks really cool. I never played it, but I always wanted to. Um... Yeah, like, if you're putting out a multiplayer Quidditch game, I think that's going to speak to people who are like, oh, dude, I love the Quidditch game back on the back in the day on the PS2. But then also just speak to people who have watched or read Harry Potter and go, yeah, I've always wanted to live that, <laughs> that Quidditch fantasy because I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, yeah, like, I think you're going to speak to those people and those people are going to show it up, it up for it. Gotta love it, man.
0: Um, story number six, the next Monster Hunter game has been announced. And it's not what you think. Uh, Niantic is working with a different kind of monster for its next release. The studio best known for Pokemon Go that, bless, I've still been playing every single day since October, oh, announced yeah. uh, a partnership with Capcom to make a title based on the Monster Hunter franchise. By
1: the way, this is Andrew Webster at The Verge. I forgot to put that in there, but shout out Andrew Webster for this Andrew article. Webster and The Verge.
0: Um, the new game called Monster Hunter Now, and it aims to take the core of that series, Hunted Monsters, and transform it into the kind of real world augmented reality experience that Niantic is known for. Gameplay specifics were light. Niantic says more details will be available when the closed beta launches in the near future, but it appears that Monster Hunter now will follow a somewhat familiar formula. The premise is that the Monster Hunter universe has somehow seeped into our world, and players will be able to encounter monsters along with various resources on a real-world map. The twist, it seems is that the game will utilize the same gameplay cycle that Monster Hunter is known for. Hunting monsters will earn players different materials, which can be used to craft better weapons and armor, which in turn can be used to hunt even more challenging monsters. Combat's always been a major part of Monster Hunter, but they don't call it that here. They call it Mon Hun. MonHun. M-O-N-H-U-N.
1: Oh is yeah, that a thing? Mo- that is a thing. People do call him Monhun for sure. Shout out
0: to Monhun, everybody. Uh, while long, sometimes exhausting battles, and like in the main console game, you'll be able to hunt with friends in now. But the mobile game also condenses things quite a bit. Battles will last a maximum of 75 seconds. Neantic says that Monster Hunter now will launch in September on both iOS and Android. And Tim Getty says Neantic is my favorite
1: developer to say. Niantic is a really cool word. It is a really it's a really good name for a developer. Um here's here's the thing, Tim. I feel like every month there's a new Niantic walk around and... Pikmin got one. Yeah, Pikmin got one. There was a Harry Potter Wizards Unite one. A Ghostbusters got one. Uh, there's one for the NBA where you can go yep. and recruit LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you Got a Marvel one coming there's up. There's a Marvel one that, that, that I, I think is the coolest one because I got to announce you announced Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many of these things. And mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my, my uh, the aluminum foil hat. Tip, yeah. All right? Are they, is Niantic, are they in it for the games? Are they in it to make games that we have fun with? Or are they collecting all of our information? Is that what this is? Like, what is the final goal here? What is the final... Because, like, are these games successful? Are these games oh, yeah. killing it? Like, I'm sure some of them are. Obviously, Pokemon Go is. And I expect that, like, the Marvel one will be. Because, come on, Marvel. Um, but, like, was, was the Pikmin game successful? Let me tell you the only way I know how. Mm-hmm. Is
0: we have, for Penfold years hat, now said, Andrew Goldfarb's the only person we know still playing Pokemon Go, Mm -hmm. right? And like we've kind of turned that into a joke. Since I've gotten back into it, I've learned just how much Andrew Goldfarb actually plays Pokemon Go. And it's a lot. It's fucking (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I do too now. Mm -hmm. A lot. And he's gifted me things left and right. And I'm getting a whole bunch of shit. But because we're friends, I get to click on his profile Mm -hmm. and see what he's got going on. And on his profile, it says, also plays daily. Pikmin Go. No. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, Andrew, I'm blowing up the spot here. But, yeah. Andrew Goldfarb is also playing Pikmin Go. So, what does that mean to answer your question? of Is it
1: popular? (laughs) I don't know. But Andrew Goldfarb is playing. I want to know the end game.
0: What is Niantic building? Now, now here's the thing. Real quick, I I will just say, for me playing this game now for the first time since 2016 and now Mm -hmm. playing it every day, like, I'm really enjoying it. I think that there's a lot of, like, actual gameplay in it, and it is not just what it used to be of going out and, like, Tapping, tapping, and wasting time. There's still a lot of that, mm. but there's a there's battles now. There's like there's a lot more like actual core stuff. There's way more poke. It's not just 150. There's now like 800 something in the game. Like there's a lot of stuff that they're adding. And trust me, they're making a lot of bad decisions. People are really mad right now. Bless about mm-hmm. like the, some price changes that they just did. Oh man. Um, but I think that that is a sign that pe- there's a g- big enough group of people that care that are playing. And decisions are affecting them. And I think that that is true for a lot of these different um niche things where I wouldn't be surprised in the same way that Goldfire's playing Pikmin, that there's a ton of people that are just as into Pokemon Go as I am for the NBA one. Yeah. You know?
1: I saw a Billboard for the NBA one. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was like, oh snap, they're marketing, this. they're marketing this for for real. All right, cool. Good on at niantic for getting these deals. They remind me of like a telltale in their heyday, but obviously, like, even in a bigger way, right? Because they are working with some of the biggest IP in the world, and like, Pokemon Go made so much money. Um, and they're able to do this with like building off of that same technology. I, I still think they're building up to something bigger. I think there's like, I think they got world domination in the, in the brain. I think, like, I, I, I think they're collecting data to like, then I don't know if they're selling it. I don't, and I'm not even saying this in a nefarious way, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're, I, I don't know if they're doing anything nefarious, yeah. but like, this this feels so convenient and so, like, like, they have access to so much. They, they know do. where we're going. They like, know
0: everything, man. Yeah, They
1: know They know Tim's daily walk routine. They do.
0: Oh, they do. They know the fact that I... Sand. That I now walk more because of Pokemon Go. They, they did their job. Story number seven. <laughs> Diablo 4 has gone gold. Can you hear her presence now? They tweet. See you in Sanctuary, June 6th, 2023. Gia's birthday. Um, oh, hi, birthday. Exciting stuff here.
1: Diablo Very exciting 4. Though.
0: You know, I... I'm gonna give this one a, a two-hour shot. shot. Okay. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna dedicate two hours to Diablo Four of like you know what I'm going in not my type of genre, not my type of game at all. But Andy always pushes me. Tim, get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I'm dedicating to you. This is a promise to the kind of funny best friend audience. Two hours. I'm gonna do the same.
1: Yeah. I'm giving it a, 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 at least a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I've heard such good things from both Mike and Joey, and also from um, Ryan. That Drop Tondo IDM. says two hours isn't enough. Four. Dropkick just for you. I'll split the difference even three. Going four. Who's the Ryan McCaffrey? That's who it was. Ryan McCaffrey wrote the preview for IGN back when the previews dropped and really convinced me. I was like, dude, this looks or this sounds incredible the way that you guys are talking about it. And so I'll split the difference. I'll give it three hours.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, anyway, June 6th, it's coming out. Uh, this, the video game Armageddon is upon us. Um, oh, Lord. We have breaking news.
1: Was this breaking not, news did being Did you put here? this in here? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't uh, either.
0: I think Greg did. Um, which hold on let me see this tomorrow who's hosting um, Mike and Andy Mike you want to talk about division tomorrow Mike will talk about that tomorrow you cool Ooh, with that I'm cool with that very cool um, remember you can go to patreon we already did that uh, Mike talking about the division not being dead <laughs> is so far away so if all knows going to mom and shops today, where would I look?
1: You look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Oh, there it is. you go. When are you gonna stop being a coward and Never. actually sing it for yourself? Never. Out today, we
0: have Disney Speedstorm Founders Pack Early Access on everything, uh, which I'm interested in giving a shot. God of Rock on everything. Minecraft Legends on everything. Puzzle Quest 3, everything. Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story on everything. Exogate Initiative Early Access on PC. Desktop Dungeons Rewind, PC. Europa Universalis. (laughs) Or <laughs> Domination on PC and Puzzle Quest 3. Oh, I have on that. PS4, twice. Five, on
1: Xbox One, and Xbox. That's on there twice. X. I'll just get rid of that. Uh, Disney Speedstorm, I'm very excited for. I believe, I think, I think Greg Miller got me my code. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll probably be playing Horizon anyway because lots of video games lots of video
0: games (laughs) on new dates for you ghostbusters spirits unleashed launches second free dlc on 420 nice blaze it up this dlc gives you new ghost types a new map and so much more um little deals of the day for you coming to game pass the next few weeks today we have minecraft legends on uh 420 we got coffee talk ep2 and medieval dynasty 421 homestead arcana 426 cassette beasts uh, all the greatest hits uh 427 BlazBlue blue cross tag battle special edition and the last case of benedict fox Let's Let's go. Fucking go april 27th god that is scarily close and then redfall may 2nd so Big hitters there yeah. for, for Xbox coming
1: through at the, the end of April, early May. May or, uh, Redfall's not moving, is it? It's going to stay there. No, it's sticking, baby. All right. All right. Yeah. Which is wild
0: because when that news broke and they had the conversation on XCast,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Greg Miller called me at night and was like, hey, should we push this episode early in case they announce a delay tomorrow morning and then this whole episode is outdated? <laughs> like, that's how confident we were there. Like... They might do that. But here we are. I don't think they're going to. Do you yeah. think there's a chance? Does anyone in this room think there's Wait a chance? Way too late, Wait too late way to too delay. Way too late to delay, Barrett says. I think
1: they would have done it by now.
0: No, I, do, I do too. I do too. All right. All right. Well, we're going in. <laughs> we're, yeah, there we go. Um, let's do a little thing I like to call you're wrong, where you get to correct us as we screw things up. Uh... Now, uh, Jay Sayas says, the only time Hollow Knight Silk Song's ever been at a Nintendo showcase was Nintendo Treehouse. Um, Bandra says, Tim said, Capcom made Star Fox Assault. It was actually Namco. There we go. It was.
1: Um, is a, you're right. Uh, people yep. are, are saying that the Playdate saw a $20 price increase from April 7th, increasing the price at $200. So I nailed that shit. Um, and then, weirdly, hold on, let me verify this. Um, oh I saw this is this a video game thing or is this just an app Marvel announced Marvel move uh, where you can go jogging with Thor and Hulk and shit hot yeah a fitness adventure i thought it was the, the marvel thing i was like wow dude yeah, it's going <laughs> wild today no it's not
0: that um well cool that's been kind of funny games daily what a great time to be alive for everybody remember we're trying something new with youtube super chats on kind of funny games only on youtube in the live stream there's going to be a 30 minute post show where Snowbike mike's about to join us to go deeper into some of the stories hit us up with questions we'll answer them use your super chats over on youtube to have us read your questions it's very exciting for everybody involved um Tomorrow's host, we have Mike and Andy, then Thursday, blessing me, and then Friday, me and Steven Spawn. Very excited for Did, that. Do
1: one. you know about me and Mike's challenge? I don't. So um on Remember Blank, uh Mike threw that threw it out the gauntlet. And, and uh I'm supposed to host KFGD this week without looking at the doc without like for the for the intro for all the rigmarole oh yeah do like all the 10 paragraphs we have there without Uh looking at the doc and i accepted the challenge um but the way i'm gonna get around it is by trying not to host khd at all this week (laughs) right now i'm I'm, I'm down to one day of hosting can i can i wiggle out of that we'll see dude i feel like looking at it throws me off more I, I, I get
0: in my head when i when i see the, there's just so much stuff when i just go off the dome i usually miss one of the things but
1: that's i think it's okay and my thing is like i i definitely can go off off my dome or off my dome off the dome but like I get nervous. You yeah, know? I'm like, oh man, if I miss one bullet point, then it's like I'm just lost in the sea of text. Dude, you just get in your head, man. I'm telling you, it's the the ad
0: segues for me. Are the thing where I'm like, I, I have it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. Mm. And I started, it, it's good, and then I overthink it. And it yeah, happens. I, love the I would ad segues. say two out of five times a week for me, where mm-hmm. I just like I'm just flub it. I flub it, but it's okay. We're all in this together, everybody. We're about to end this episode of Games Daily, but remember, we're still hanging out, and then we're doing a super fun live stream right after this. Uh, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.